We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Maybe like a Pedro Santos or something near midfield. And then, yeah, like two pretty decent forwards up top and then spread it out the rest of the way. I, th- I think you can do, go that route. Sorry, did, did you say your salary cap was $120 million? <laughs> This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Wednesday by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about Week 24 of the Major League Soccer uh, Fantasy Soccer season. Uh, gentlemen, we are now a week into the fall season. How'd you do? Don't check the app because you might not know. <laughs> I did okay. I had 92 points over here. Good for 213 overall. And that was with uh, Joseph Martinez fade. So um, felt pretty good about it. I still um, can't believe you got away I with did. that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I really kind of spread it around just with the, the limited budget. And um, I convinced myself that Toronto FC actually might keep them keep them off the board there's actually an article on mlssoccer.com that said uh, i think the headline was toronto fc has a, a game plan to shut down martinez i guess you could say i bought into that um but no i, I spread my cash around i had diego valeri captain he got me 34 points uh yoshi yotun 14 points definitely helped offset the, the martinez fade and i had kellen acosta and uh Jao plata my midfield they both had um, you know, respectable fantasy halls. So not a bad start for me. Um, definitely something to build off of. I do wish my, my bankroll increased a little bit more. I think I got like a 3.5 million bump, but um, I've got enough to work with this week. I like how things are shaking out. So it's a good little start. Yeah, I got 80 points, but I did get a, as of now, a $5.1 million increase, which is what I was hoping to, to achieve. Um, I took Valentin Castellanos 
for NYCFC. He got seven points, has never played before, and was only seven million. And some kind of error in the game has not given me the point five price rise for him. So I uh, I contacted MLS support, but so far uh, not really much help. So we'll see if that gets changed. Sure. But uh, a five point six million dollar increase would be really big. That's kind of what I was shooting for. I I don't mind seeding the the handful of points if I'm gaining uh, one and a half million, mm-hmm. probably two weeks straight, hopefully. So on the other people, um, so we'll see. I know there were a lot of good weeks, but I don't think anyone hit triple digits, did they? Um, I don't think so. Or maybe I, yeah, I might. The, the Timbers homers did. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a rash of Timbers supporters up at the top of the overall standings that probably gotcha. had, uh, had Valeri most Yeah, imagine most of the uh, back line that got that clean sheet. So Yeah, that's fine. I'll pass them up before the end of the yeah. year. But, um. They're hard to come by this week, so. Yeah. I played it safe. I captained Quintero. Um. I had Crylock in my lineup all week. I don't know. I think I showed you guys, but um, took him out at the last second because I I got that savings from Stuver, and I went from Medina to Castellanos. Um, so I, I was able to afford Alessandrini instead of Crylock, and that kind of hurt hmm. since he had two goals. But um, oh well, yeah, I was happy with the spread out approach, and it seems like this week's going to be a little more flexible with salary. I think Andrew, you were showing us a pretty stacked lineup, weren't you? Or maybe someone was. It was Skyler. Yeah. Been... yeah. So, um, yeah, but I didn't show you my back line. <laughs> and PC sitting back there. So yeah. It's right. Definitely going to change, but I mean, there's ways to get creative and, and slide the heavy artillery in. So it should be a fun week. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, let's just jump right into to this one. I wanted to talk about, uh, Skylar, you uh, posted your rankings and uh, later on posted a, an attacking front line of former Manchester United strikers, Latan Ibrahimovic and Wayne Rooney, who you have one and three in your forward rankings, respectively. You really doing that this week? Yeah, I'm obviously Ibrahimovic is the the number one forward this week, but I'm really high on Rooney. Um, I mean, Orlando City is just leaking goals right now. Um, it's a it's a really good matchup at home. DC's, uh, you know, they got to put start putting some wins together here. This is prom opportunity to get that done. And yeah, I mean, I think Rooney he he had six shots this last game, didn't end up on the score sheet. Um, I just I feel like he hits the net once or maybe even you know, multiple times this game. And he drilled, drilled the post square on, on a free kick from right mm-hmm. outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He came close. I know I've got Jovinko in at number two um, right now, which might be a little bit high um, at home against NYCFC. I just, I think I'm going to bypass Jovinko and then, yeah, I think I'm going to do the, the uh, old man, U veterans uh, up top this week. Hmm. I mean, it makes, they make sense. It's not like, they're crazy picks anyway just coincidentally that they played for them uh gd you're not as aggressive on either uh javinko or wayne rooney this week in fact rooney doesn't even crack your top 10 which uh is a pretty significant difference so is it that it's rooney or you somehow like orlando a little more yeah i mean i think you know the answer to that i mean it's rooney (laughs) Okay. Orlando, Orlando were garbage again this past week defensively. Um, some of the goals they let up were just embarrassing. So, I don't know. It's definitely not Orlando, but I'd like to see some more from Rooney a little bit. I mean, let's start putting some goals in the net. Okay. I think that's fair, but I, I'm tempted. I'm that's tempted. fine. And you, I've been a guys... huge Rooney hater. So. Yeah, this is it. Let's see some goals in the net. This is it. This is the weekend. Yeah. You know what? Like when you show me Rooney and then you show me an 8.5 Giassi Zardis, I mean, the, to me, that's easy. Hmm. I think I'd even like Pania at 8.7. Yeah, I mean, I would like a lot of people ahead of a 10 million Rooney. That's why he's ranked 11th. <laughs> I mean, guys, it's just we, an, know, uh, we know that an... the Rooney breakout game is coming, though. I mean, it's got to happen. We, we've got to have a Rooney brace or hat trick right around the corner, and this feels like it. This feels like the prime position for him to... Yeah. to break out that's where we differ i don't think we're 
that's inevitable. We might just never have one. Who knows? Nah. I just the why are I, this goes back to just why are we taking a risk on this being his breakout week? Because the reward isn't that high. I mean, I guess for me, it's it, that kind of says it. Like it, it feels like, you know, which I'm kind of surprised. I mean, it feels like I'm a little bit in the minority being so high on him. So, um, yeah, I mean, if I've got him, he hits for a hat trick, then. So well, if you have anyone and they hit for a hat trick, then that's great. Well, right, but you're saying that you know you feel like Rooney's a risk at 10 million, um, and if every if that's the mindset that everybody has, and I feel like I might be in, I might have him at a little bit uh, less ownership than I originally projected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in two of his three starts, he has three points or less. Well, yeah, it includes uh, what 60 minute start probably like right when he like in his first start so i think he's just now hitting the 90 minute uh full fitness mark or whatever you want to call it so i think the goals start rolling in hmm. uh and jd how come you don't like javinko and not that you don't like him but you just there are plenty of guys ahead of him uh he's playing against nycfc i guess okay the the rest of his teammates are playing um in the Canadian Championship against Vancouver. I know Javinko didn't travel, but many of his teammates are going to be playing in that game. Um, whoever wins goes to CCL next year. Yep. So that's definitely one that Toronto's going to invest in because it looks like they might not make the playoffs. Um, I still think Why they have a... Javinko playing in that game? I didn't, see, I didn't catch that news. I saw he didn't travel, so I'm assuming just to rest. I don't know. Probably, is it a two-leg series? I don't know. That could be. That definitely could be the case. I I'm not positive to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, if it's such a high stakes game, I'm surprised if if it's a one off. Yeah, just it, at home. It's also Vancouver, so I don't know. <laughs> Vancouver, yeah, I mean, Van, hey, Vancouver team that just scored twice on NYC. They're they're backups more or less too. Yeah, exactly. So if they rested players, maybe it's a one off. I don't know. Maybe play Nick Mosquita a little more than uh, they have been the last three years, and maybe they'd actually have a, a good attacking player. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, how deep is your realistic consideration, JD, on your rankings? For forward? Yeah. It's really deep this week because no one it, really yeah. – Yeah, no one jumps out a ton to me. So, I mean, I could go the whole way down to Teal Bunbury against Philly at home. Mm-hmm. He's down at 15. And then, I mean, even Angelo Rodriguez from Minnesota got a start last week. I think he's going to be a pretty good forward in this league. Um, he's in number 18. So there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, it kind of just goes with roster construction. Like, do you need a, a second forward that's in the $8 million range? Or do you need one? Can you afford one that's higher? Um, I think what you do at forward is largely going to be dictated by how you build your midfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Skylar? Is it Ibrahimovic and Rooney, and then are you going to take a chance on a third high-priced guy, or are you where are you going on the third one? You think? Yeah, I think I might even give uh, a guy like a Patrick Mullins five point five million. I mean, I'm not going to have three high-priced forwards this week. I'll have the two. I'll have I'm pretty set on Ibrahimovic and Rooney. Um, after that, then yeah, I mean, a guy like Patrick Mullins jumps out. He's five point five million. Um, produced last game. I'm not really sure what Iguain's status is coming into this. I know they were off this last week, but he's been dealing with some injury concern. And uh, Mullins actually played a pretty pivotal role in the attack against the Red Bulls. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at him right now. I'm not locking that one in. But he's a guy, I guess, if you want to value forward, I, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good with that off the bench, especially since he had a good game last week. He'll uh, He'll probably rise. Makes sense. And it's the one of the first games of the week too, so you know if you want to roll that out in a switcheroo scenario, then I think that's the guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the Saturday games, at least from front to back, are separated enough where you can see. I think you could probably get the first two games, Columbus, Houston, and then New England, Philly, done before, possibly before even the ten o'clock RSL Montreal. And if you can get that, that's four full games after that you could kind of tinker around with for, for switcheroos. Um, any other forwards that 
we haven't talked about that you guys like? I have a wild card to throw in. I, I kind of like Giovanni Dos Santos at $8 million. He's oh. almost sure to rise, I think, if he has a, a decent game. And um, only $8 million, That's a pretty good second forward option. Uh, He's been playing a lot like better. That. Yeah, I actually like that. I like Ola Kamara, too. I mean, I, I like all the, the Galaxy this week at home against Minnesota. Um I mean, we said it's a dream matchup for Ibrahimovic, but those guys could be kind of a, a sleeper under the radar play, just kind of in in his shadows. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see Kamara turn up with a goal or two. Yeah, yeah Giovanni Santos has been involved too, so I like after, that. after last week's debacle where Minnesota gave up two really late goals to go from uh, getting three points to getting zero points, um, Minnesota's like on the verge of of something just really ugly the rest of this year. I, like, Adrian Heath is coaching for his job. Um, they just traded fan favorite Christian Ramirez. Uh, if the players they brought in don't pan out, it's going to get really ugly. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right, midfielders. Um, I see Valeri at the top of both of your rankings. 11-5. Thoughts on how realistic his price increase is at 11.5? Um, sure thing. I think it's got to happen just with the production that he's been putting out lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. It's ridiculous. You look at his, his logs. I mean, I think I said it in my, in my rankings over on MLSsoccer.com. He's had 50 points, combined 50 points over his last four home games. I mean, he's just putting up the stats, so... I don't see any way that he he doesn't increase this week, even if he puts up like a five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like he's just under the uh, like point per million dollar average threshold for like the last handful of games. Um, I what the five week average is what they take into consideration. So I still think he's getting a rise. Mm-hmm. If you see someone that's getting the the one point per million salary. Um, Unless they have a big score dropping off, I think they're pretty safe to rise. Okay. Except for uh, Valentin Castellanos. <laughs> oh, I, I feel bad. I think the Timbers in general are just... Yeah, no, I think the Timbers in general are, are a really good matchup. We already talked about Vancouver playing in this Canadian championship game, so you know that they're putting probably putting their best foot forward here midweek, and uh, then they're playing Cascadia... Cup rivalry match, whatever you want to call it, at Portland. I just I think Portland's gonna continue to. I mean, what they're on a 15 game run right now, so I think they keep it up. And I like all their players this week. Samuel Ar- Armenteros is a guy we didn't mention with the forwards. I like him. Um, Blanco should be back. He's a kind of under the radar play as opposed to Valeri. So then their defensive options are good too. We'll get to those. Yeah, I'm in on Armenteros. I have him fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, Skyler, 13th on Armenteros. Feels a little low. Yeah. Sorry to go back to it forwards. Does, no, it does. It does. It seems a little bit, bit low. And when I was ranking him, I think I had him top 10 at one point. I just kept finding reasons that I wanted to slide the guys ahead of him <laughs> in front of him. So, yeah, I mean, forward it was, was hard. It was hard. A test to it. Yeah, yeah, it was really tough once you get past some of the. You know the the really high priced big big guns in it. Uh, once I got past Latin, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean you could pretty much make a case for anybody at um, I don't know. Yeah, like JD said, after Zlatan, it was like. Yeah, that's uh, right. I, I yeah. had Rooney at two before Javinko, so. Yeah, so here's what I'll say, but just um, like when it comes to picking these players and forwards, and we'll talk about midfield here again in a second, but I feel like you lock in the must-have players, and you can only have, like, two or three of them at this point. Yeah. And then you see, like, who you can stomach that's low and that's, like, such a screaming value. You know they're going to rise, and you think they also could get you points. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's a good chance they get you points. Like Kellen Acosta last week, um, he's kind of pushing up into, like, a mid-tier price now that he's $8 million and says 75 but you like find those low guys you can stomach, and then you see how you can fill the middle out. Like that's to me, that's the roster construction because the goal is to to have the most attacking power and point scoring power, but also the most well-rounded lineup. So, like when it comes to the second forward, 
it doesn't really matter that I ranked Giassi Zardes four spots ahead of Javinko. Like, if you can afford Javinko and you like that, go ahead. But if you need to save two and a half million, then you go Giassi. I mean, it's it's almost like we don't need to decide that this week. Because mm-hmm. whatever whatever you like on the extremes kind of dictates what you can get in the middle. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Um, let's see. Uh, obviously, the Alessandrini comes with the Galaxy love for this week. Um, Ladero, like... Obviously, all of these guys are very expensive at the top of of rankings. Um, do you guys think Ladero is worth that twelve million? I mean, that's like a hefty salary when we don't really have a ton. Yeah, if Dallas played defense like like they did last week, he's definitely worth it. Yeah, uh... But um, I think they probably bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ladero is a good play. Just there's other good plays for much cheaper that I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather jam. Valeri or Alessandrinian ahead of him. I mean, I yeah, really if, feel like it's one, two, three this week for for those three. And yeah, but you I, can't. No, you're not going to be able. To, well, I mean, if you saw that lineup, I I shot you guys in our uh, <laughs> group chat, then you can. But you're going to have a pretty future black yeah. on. I mean, Fagundes is two million cheaper, and he's playing a union team that are playing right now in U.S. Open Cup and started their uh, like A team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Fagundes a lot this week too. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, a couple million cheaper than Ladero. Uh, another guy that's a couple million cheaper, Joe Plata. He's been hot lately. Um, I don't think you can overlook him. And then Albert Rusnak. I mean, he hasn't been putting up quite the same stats as Plata or even uh, even Crylock on the Real Salt Lake team. But I mean, I like all three of those options this week. It's just kind of planning your flag and, and deciding which one to go with. For me, I like Plata a little bit more this week, but I think all three of those guys are, are fine plays and they're relatively budget-friendly too. There's one thing that makes me very comforted about your rankings is that JD will always have Rusnak above Plata and Skylar will always have the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it was close this week, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a couple of spots ahead of Rusnak for me this week. Okay. Let- Let's see how that uh, pans out over the course of an entire season. It really hasn't panned out too well for Plata, except for lately. I mean, he's really kind of just now getting back into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, like... they were trying to apparently trying to trade him. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Pedro Santos looks like kind of an easy play, given his price and the matchup. No. Uh, is he healthy? Well, if Iguain doesn't go, then yeah, I mean, Santos has been the guy. I mean, he's not been the guy, but he's actually been, you know, he's been kind of pulling the strings for him mm-hmm. with Iguain out. So, um, yeah, six or more points in the last three. Um, you know, he's not throwing out any kind of game-breaker scores or anything like that, but it's for $7.5 million, I mean, it's serviceable. Do you yeah. com- you completely discount him though if Iguain comes back? No, not that's, completely. Yeah, that's what I was he's thinking. Probably yeah. not. Yeah, he's not in my lineup. Um, I might actually consider him if Iguain's out though. Hmm. If Iguain's back in, then you know Santos and Mullins are probably not in consideration for me. Right. Yeah. No, I like that. The one thing that would raise a small red flag is if Miram's back in the lineup right away. I can't imagine that he is, but that would scare me off of the Columbus attack just a little bit because I'd rather see how it goes than take a chance. Um, Like, we have so much information at this point in the season, and there's so many other guys I can take. Why take an unnecessary risk by uh, picking someone that could just be in an offense as as dysfunctional as Orlando's once you get Mirren back? Right. I mean, you guys know I'm a huge Miram fan in general, but uh, I just want to see him get a little uh, dip his toes in with the sub appearance or something first and then see how it goes. But to be honest, I thought Santos was still uh, hurt, but he's definitely back. So mm-hmm. No, I swung in like 50 crosses a couple games ago. <laughs> <laughs> I had him in my DraftKings lineup. That's how I know yeah. him. No, it was, it was actually like 28, I think, but still yeah. crazy. That is a lot. Yeah, let's get some crossing points on MLS Fantasy. Well, you get some. They're just accurate, I think. You had seven uh, yeah, accurate that right. game. 
Yeah, I think it's the. Yeah, you got to get the the uh, bonus. You got to get the. He actually has to three. find somebody. You need three accurate ones, yeah. Yeah, he had seven. Uh, the guy that is really jumping out midfield wise in terms of differences is Kaku. JD, you have him three, and Skylar, you have him nineteen. I'm what? Not, I'm not sure we've seen that big of a difference on anyone this season. Uh, JD, I'd like you to sell me on Kaku. Playing at Chicago is probably enough, but otherwise, why do you like him more than Ladero and Fagundes and Rusnak? All right, well, first of all, Kaku's been one of the top playmakers in the entire league this year. Um, you know, any kind of assisting metric you put out there. And now Daniel Royer is scoring goals too, so you have two threats that he can get the ball to. BWP's been on fire lately. Um, so I, I think the difference is that Kaku's on the road. That's why Skyler bumps him down a ton. But Chicago's playing right now in the U.S. Open Cup. They started a full lineup. And otherwise, they've been uh, pretty dreadful lately all around. So, I mean, Chicago's not a team I really am ever going to be buying into, probably for the rest of the season. Um, and I'd, I'd love to target teams against them. I think we... What happened just recently when the Red Bulls went to Chicago? Didn't they win? Probably. I, okay, my bad. I ruined the flow of the pod, but. Uh... <laughs> uh, Chicago, it was earlier in the season. April 21st seems like a long time ago. Okay, it wasn't Oh, no, recently. I'm sorry. That was in New York. But Chicago won 2-1. to one. In New York? Yeah. Okay, well, it'll they be own... a re- revenge game. no i just i new york red bulls have been keeping more of the ball since uh jesse marsh left Mm -hmm. and i just i don't see chicago really figuring things out against this team okay skyler why do you hate kaku (laughs) uh hate's a strong word but no you're why are there 18 guys in front of him yeah i mean that that might be a, a little bit harsh on on kaku but um Talking about since Jesse Marsh left, like it feels like I don't know. I mean, he his role hasn't changed, but it feels like the Red Bulls' um, setup in general has changed. You got Shaikowski kind of taking on a little bit of a bigger role, um, and it just feels like for me, like unless Kaku's getting assists, like he's not a goal scorer. I mean, yeah, he can turn up with some bonus points here and there. The matchup's great. Like, I don't blame anybody for going with him. He just, he's not, like, top three for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, until this last game, he had four straight games with an assist. Yeah, I mean, he's leading the league in assists. So, you know, you you can bank on that. Like, if a guy's turning out assists like that, then you can kind of count on that, especially in a matchup against the fire. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just not, I'm not, you know, when you start putting the guys like Ladero and, Stuff like that behind them, then I don't know. I mean, I could see where, like, maybe Demir Krylock, like, that might be a little bit of a stretch to put ahead of uh, Kaku, even though Krylock's actually been hot and getting in front of goal. But um, I, I guess, I, I, yeah. I can't see him in my lineup this week, I guess, is where I'm going with it. Yeah, I understand that because it's, it's a lot of money for not a lot of goal potential. I don't think he's necessarily, like, a... Not a goal scorer. I just think like uh, we we've yet to see it because it hasn't really. I mean, what's two thirds of a season in terms of sample size for goal scoring? I mean, I think he's going to pop up with some goals. Um, but am I playing him at ten point eight? Probably not. Yeah, because we have Alessandrini for point three less, um, and then you'll go with some value. You'll get Zlatan in there. I don't know. I mean, the, that's the big debate is do you play both Alessandrini and Zlatan? Because that's like right there, your two premier players. Or do you spread it out? You got to hope that Alessandrini is feeding balls into Ibrahimovic all, all night long. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you re- realistically have room for Ibrahimovic, Alessandrini, Valeri, and another? That's it. Yeah, that's it. You, and you then can't. you still have to go pretty cheap elsewhere. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, the answer is no. So. <laughs> like, I think you can get three or four really high-priced guys, and then I think you can have a, a pretty respectable-looking group. Um, even, like, I'm looking at 
Ibrahimovic, Alessandrini. Like, I want that correlation in case they do go off. Alessandrini's getting the assists, Ibrahimovic, the goals. Um, and then I think that you can get, like, I'm going to probably have Ibra, Alessandrini, Valeri, and then I said Rooney. Like, he's, he's, he's like 80% for me right now. I'm not completely locked in on him, but I, I'm oh, hedging. He's hedging. <laughs> um, so those four right there, and like I'm looking at my lineup now. I've got Ladero and Kellen Acosta in there. I'm probably gonna have to axe Ladero just so I can <laughs> up my backline. Um, but no, I mean I think you can legitimately have like a Alessandrini, Valeri, Acosta, maybe like a Pedro Santos or something near midfield, and then yeah, like two pretty decent forwards up top, and then spread it out the rest of the way. I, th- I think you can do go that route. Sorry, did did you say your salary cap was 120 million? <laughs> yeah, it's Skyler like has pie in the sky and a lineup <laughs> hopes here. I'll be honest, I haven't touched my lineup yet because I don't want uh, the FMLS support team, which I'm pretty sure is not based in the United States. I do not want them to have any excuses to uh, tell me they can't change my budget. Mm-hmm. But um, I got an email from them at like three or four in the morning last night, hence why I don't think they are in the uh, the United States. Good luck. Yeah, I'm, I'm not optimistic, but, like, run your game correctly. I mean, I literally picked that guy because I knew he would rise in value with a good game. Uh, and that's what happened. And somehow I'm going to be screwed out of uh, half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So not really too thrilled about that. I mean, the thing, uh, not to dismiss your uh, your... Uh, tilt over there, JD. But the thing with the lineup, just being able to spread your your money around. I mean, if we're doing the switcheroo, then everybody's gonna have like two or three, four million dollar guys in, anyways, right? Like Miles Robinson and uh, Wild from Atlanta. They've all got the the buy right next to them. That's who your uh, your switcheroo got targets are, guys. Is is the Atlanta guys? Um, but I mean, you're gonna have one. Two you're not. You guys. shouldn't have two. I'll have. I'll probably have two. Um, that's just one less that's like one less out that you have why not take a cheap guy on the bench for a clean sheet like a defender you're like limiting your clean sheet options from 4 to 5 or from 5 to 4 if you use two dummy players to start the week like if if your bench guys do good you can rotate into another 4.0 but you should I don't think you should ever start with two 4.0 guys unless it's a starting defender Right. Or unless one's... Okay, up. yeah, unless they're a starting player, yeah, okay. Right. You should never start with two dummy guys, because that's one less chance that you have someone that does well, and mostly I'm speaking to one less chance for a clean sheet from a cheap defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, in, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand if like you're, you're really have... strapped for cash and you go with a super top-heavy lineup, but then you're making a decision basically not to play the switcheroo game after just one. I don't think that's the optimal strategy. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, it's just, I guess more or less just saying, like, we're going to have those minimum price guys, whether it's, like, the, you know, the cheapest starting defenders, cheapest projected starting defenders, or the Atlanta guys, like the Robinsons, it's 4.0. I just think we're going to have some some money to spread around this week. I don't think it's going to be as tough as you you think initially, but yeah, I mean, it's it's still, I mean, there's still that, that salary limitation that's, you know, we're going to have to get creative with, but I feel like we can make some good lineups. I can't wait to see how your lineup turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shoot you guys a screenshot. Don't worry. <laughs> I just want to see if it's at all similar to what you've been describing um, on the pod. <laughs> right. It's like going to be like, I tried to get these five guys, but I ended up having to get uh, just one of them. Ladero was his fifth midfielder. Right, yeah. yeah. I took <laughs> it down to four. I took it down to four. <laughs> we'll be three by the end of the pod. But <laughs> Have you have you actually put defenders into your team yet, or are they just empty? <laughs> yeah, it's, no, I've actually got in that build that I sent you guys where I had Ibrahimovic and Rooney up top. Alessandrini, Ladero, Valeri, Acosta, and I have Justin Miram in right now. That's five midfielders deep across the, the midfield line, but my back line, that's where it gets uh, pretty ugly. 
So right now I've got PC, who's been starting for Orlando. He's 4.0. I've got Daniel Starez. He's 4.0. He's at home against Minnesota if he starts again, which I'm not sure if that's going to happen after they lost yeah, at Colorado so. last yeah. week. But he did start last week, and he's a 4.0 defender. Um, and then I've got uh, Petrasso from Montreal. He's 4.0. He started last week for Montreal. I've got Jack Elliott. He's 4.3 million. So that's how it looks right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, sounds great. Sounds great. Like, Wait, the chances good. of all those guys starting are pretty much zero percent. Right. No, it was, it was just my initial build. Keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah. The good news right. is, is that you'll also lose 2.5 million from your salary with those guys. That's true. Well, well they can't go. They there. can't go down. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. If they're at four, yeah, it can't go down. No, it was a good exercise, I guess, if anything, just to know which defenders might actually yeah. be. Like, if we're looking bargain bin, then I know that there's a few out there that if we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel that you can, you know, stick in there and just hope that you might get a couple of points out of them. But yep. no, it's not going to end up like that for me. It was fun, though. It's not a bad way to start, just pick your dream lineup that you can fit under the salary constraint and then adjust to what you realistically have to have. Right. Right. Uh, any other f midfielders that we missed out on? You both like Yamil Assad, but I just can't fathom getting 10.1 yeah. for him. I like him I mean, too, I, but I want some DC United exposure, but I just, I just don't know who to pick. Yeah. But well, it's Rooney. Waza. <laughs> I think Lucho Acosta might be the the play. He's only eight point five. He had a good game last week. Yeah. Little Acosta stack. If you're still, oh, yeah, if you're going with Kellen. Double double Acostas. That's yeah. true. You could do that. Um, Throwing the Acosta from Salt Lake too. Acosta <laughs> yeah. brothers. I'll pass on the third Acosta. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a Benny Failhaber revenge game, by the way. Ooh. All right. Am I going to use him? No. no, no, of course not. That's another one I was a little hesitant on with LAFC playing midweek in U.S. Open Cup semifinals. Yeah. I like the I like them at home anytime they're playing at home. I just Sporting Kansas City is not the greatest matchup, and if they're putting everything out in this U.S. Open Cup game, might not be. I don't know. Might not be the week to load up on LAFC. Yeah, they have some pieces now, so I don't know that they have to play both Fail Harbor and Win. Like they have a Twesta and a Horta, and I don't think Horta played at all this past week. So maybe they'll let him kind of run the offense from the center of the field, and uh, either Benny or Lee Win gets a break for a U.S. Open Cup. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll have to see how that plays out. Is that that's later tonight or is it tomorrow? I think it's actually about to kick off right now. Mm -hmm. We're recording this Wednesday evening. Yeah, I think. It's Do we have lineups? People. Yep, I'm pulling it up right here. Oh yeah, you've got Benny and Lee Wynn locked in, kind of in that holding defensive mid role that Bob's been. That's crazy. Around. That lineup is uh, like who would have ever thought Lee Wynn would uh, be able to lock down a defensive midfield with Benny Failhaber? With Benny Failhaber, yeah. I mean, ben, Benny can do it for sure, but Lee Wynn, I mean, how many tackles has that guy ever won in his life? <laughs> Actually, I don't, I'm not really sure how much we can rely on this lineup I'm looking at. Um, they've got a Twesta at the very top and ahead of Vela. So yeah, a Twesta would be probably the most offensive of those three midfielders. Right. I might even stick like Win or something where Vela is, and then Vela up top or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll, we need to hurry up so I can watch that game. <laughs> All right, let's jump into defenders. Um, obviously, Portland uh, tops. I'm trying to see if it tops both. Of course, uh, Mabiala is going to be there. And then it kind of gets a little shuffled. Uh, Skyler, you're a little more aggressive on the Columbus guys, or at least a fool. Um, but it seems like kind of the teams to focus on are Portland, Columbus to a lesser extent than if you really want to depend on Colorado. Um, LAFC I LAFC, have, and the yeah. Se Seattle – Seattle would be better if Kihi was playing, but I think he's in a walking boot right now. He came off at halftime. Mm -hmm. um, Chad, Chad Marshall got embarrassed on the Kyoto goal or the uh, Quintero goal. 
Um, Torres in fairness, and Martin, has been embarrassing plenty yeah, of people. Right. I mean, it's just not even fair for to try and have Chad Marshall. Um, it wasn't really run with. It's just he got juked out of his shoes in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you called that last week, that there was basically nobody there who was going to be able to slow Quintero down. Oh, thank you for the callback. I forgot about it that. Yeah. It, it, it honestly, it wasn't a hard uh, prediction. <laughs> it was like a, pretty much a gimme. But um, I, Marshall and Torres against Dallas, I don't know. I could easily see Seattle shutting them out. I could easily see Dallas getting a, a goal or two. Mm-hmm. Do you, That's do you, a tough one. Do you find the Columbus clean sheet chance better than Seattle's? Um, I think they're... Like Houston's uh, better I, than I Dallas. Have to pick, but... Yeah, Elise is out for what it's worth. For the listeners, Houston got three red cards last game. Yeah. Uh, Darwin Saren, so that's a defensive midfielder out of the lineup. Uh, Fuenmayor, center back, and Elise. Um, so that's a dangerous attacker, but not as dangerous as he has been prior to the last month or so. Yeah. So they still have Kyoto, they still have Minotis, they still have Tomas Martinez, and Columbus hasn't been playing that well defensively for uh, probably a month as well, if not longer. Mm-hmm. So overall, I kind of like Seattle's clean sheet better, but then when I dig down to individual players, like I'd rather have a full than any Seattle guy. Right. So I, that's tough. And then, I mean, you mix in Edgar Castillo against San Jose. That's another attacking fullback that... It's a good uh, look. Um, I don't. I, I found defender very hard after Portland this week, and I also don't know if I can spend seven and a half million on Laris Mabiala. Right. And where did I put Alvis Powell? Oh, he's seven as well. Um. Yeah. I mean, every Portland guy's six million or more if you play him in defense. Mm-hmm. Um. And they I think Cascante is going to be pretty popular because he's the cheapest. Yeah, right. Well, he's been the one that's most error-prone, so I could see him. Um, I guess we do lose a point for an error leading to a goal, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's the most likely candidate for that. Um, and Jorge Viafana, by the way, just signed with the Timbers yep. um, to return. So that's actually very exciting. He Highly likely he wouldn't play in this one, but um, now they're back to having three good left-backs. After trading Vitas, um, yeah, how crazy <laughs> have some of these moves been? Last year was crazier, I think, but these are cool. I mean, Hamid's yeah, coming back. Hamid's coming back. Bakre Sagna is going to Montreal Impact. I mean, after he was supposed to go to Atlanta. Yeah. Was he really Atlanta? I, I didn't see that. They were talking with him, and then all of a sudden, he—I guess it flipped to Montreal. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I'm sure but, Atlanta uh, was like, "Wait a minute, who are we going after?" <laughs> how about this uh how about this hamid hate i've been hearing from andrew and some other rotowire members lately i have always viewed hamid more in the u.s national team picture when everyone's like well he's he should be next and um now is this just... before or after his multiple knee injuries uh his before, I thought, I definitely thought, did not think he was overrated. Like it sounds like you think he he has been for a long time. Uh, well, I think we both know that my MLS history is sh- much shorter than. So my guess is, <laughs> okay. So actually, you might have probably only been post, paying attention. It was yeah. probably post okay. knee injuries. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean Hamid was stellar before the injuries, and he hasn't been the same ever since he came back. I don't think. Right. It just didn't like. I didn't find the move necessary, I guess. Um, but part well, of it is that I just don't think goalkeepers are something you need to target. Yeah, and I, think I agree. Just Us- as... Usted has been pretty bad, though, and so has Steve Clark when he's gotten in. So but, I feel like it... I mean, I guess. I guess. I'm sure the D.C. United faithful are happy because they have their guy back. But In the new stadium. That's I love the storyline, but yeah, I... I think it's kind of a weird story too. Like, do you think any other MLS team would be jumping at him if they could have gotten him? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, Colorado. (laughs) You think Colorado would bring him in even with Howard there though? No, but I bet they wish they could get rid of Howard and get him. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Skylar, are you going to put up with, uh, or stand up for Bill Hamid? 
I mean, he, when he gets in, then yeah, he's DC's got this crazy stretch of home games to, to finish the season with. So I think he's going to be a pretty decent fantasy keeper. I mean, yeah, he won Skyler uh, titles by like seven or eight years ago. So <laughs> right. Skyler's going to stand for him until like he retires, Man. just like Wando. Just what? like Will Bruin, Sebastian Latou. <laughs> the, the Wando of fantasy keepers. Let me rephrase the question. How do you think there will be a situation where you will rank Hamid higher because he's Hamid as opposed to where you would have ranked Usted if he was still starting? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think uh, Hamid's a better keeper than Usted if, you're, if that's kind of the, it seems like that's kind of the underlying question there so it's not that um, i think that usted is is good it's more i'm just not sure like he's getting better their defense is get improving but that, but that's that's really where i'm going with that in the like how different are your rankings if you were just ranking a a team's goalkeeper as opposed to actually right who the goalkeeper is yeah and he gets a little bump it's not it's nothing crazy like it's not going to really jump him up like five rankings or something just because it's Bill Hamid. But right. yeah, okay. it's always going to be situational. But yeah, I mean, I like Hamid more than, than Usyk for sure. Yep. Okay, that's fair. And do you... Yeah, I mean, we're not going to go crazy bumping him up because it's Hamid, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like Stefan, Stefan Fry gets a much bigger bump like over a replacement. I guess we can look at it in baseball terms, like value above replacement. Yep. Stefan Fry's is much bigger than, um, than Bill Hamid's. And how many spots Ooh. do you reduce Howard because he's Tim Howard? <laughs> Quite a few, actually, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, okay. It's so hard to rank him these days, but... Felt I like didn't even rank... Days. Did I rank... I ranked him 10th, I think. Yeah. yeah and like, if it were... But... Yeah, if it were... He'd be, like, top five on Colorado's team. If Hamid was? No, no, no. If right now you replaced Tim Howard with Luis Robles, oh, oh, oh okay, and they were and they were playing San Jose, I would probably put them in the top five. What Robles. about McMath? It'd probably be the same spot. Okay. okay, McMath. I, I, for a little bit, I was like, yeah, he's better, but uh, the couple times he's gotten to play, he's not that much better, if, if at all. Right. Okay. I just wanted to. Make sure what you weren't that yeah. that negative about Tim Howe. No, no, no. Really going in on a keeper talk, though. I like it. <laughs> um, well, they're the cheapest avenue to clean sheets. Like, they're generally cheaper than most defenders, right? I mean, you're not going to get uh, them. Yeah, they're kind of the same for right now, but yeah. That's true. That's true. They will. Defenders true. will get away from keepers for the most part. Mm-hmm. How own. about what's Zussi at for Skyler? Let's if we get back to defenders. I've got him uh, at four this week. Okay, I knew you'd have him higher. I'm seventh, but um, just because the clean sheet chances, I kind of liked at the other spots. So yeah, no, it's for me. I don't. I'm not really banking on the clean sheet there, even though they did go to Houston, which seems like a tough place to go to get a clean sheet. They went to Houston, got a clean sheet this last week, and yeah, but they were up. They were up two guys at one point, yeah, <laughs> and only one, one nothing. Fifteenth minute, yeah. I mean, that's not always going to happen, obviously. But still, Zussi's still been over all the set pieces for Sporting KC. It feels like LAFC's a team that can ship some goals, so I could see Zussi getting on the score sheet here. Yeah, that's. I mean, seventh, fourth is fine too. Yeah, I, I do like awful a lot. I know we didn't spend much time on him, but he. Had, I think he's got two assists in his last two games, and he had a couple of games there where he had four shots in back-to-back -back games. So he gets up the wing. We know what he can do. We know he's capable of, of uh, turning up with an assist or a goal. And I think for $6.5 I uh, really like that price. And they're playing Houston, which, you know, we mentioned they're already going to be a little shorthanded. And they're playing in this U.S. Open Cup semifinal midweek. So I think – Feels like everything's lining up for a, a good game from Awful, so I'm gonna try to yeah. find him, find a way to replace PC with Harrison Awful. <laughs> it almost it, <laughs> it's a whole two and a half you have to come up with just for one spot. Yeah. <laughs> Skyler's dreams are already going down the tube, oh. but I, I for some reason I feel like the Columbus clean sheet is a trap this week. Oh. I mean, I like him. I also like Valenzuela a lot. I like Abubakar if he plays. 
Mensa is cheaper than Abubakar and has been pretty good. Dropped off a little lately, I think, but um, no love for Josh I, Williams, huh? Yeah, I guess I think what I'm saying is I'm probably gonna have one Columbus guy, not two. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Skyler, how much do you like Columbus? He might have two. Um, probably with JD, I want some exposure. Yeah, I want some exposure, but I think Awful's probably going to be it for me. I don't. I mean, I don't mind a guy like Jonathan Mensa who's um, capable of turning in a big performance just based off bonus points. So I don't mind the the crew, but I feel like Awful is a guy that I'm I'm kind of banking on to um, turn up with a big game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no love for Patrick Mullins after we started with him. Oh, I meant um, defensively. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I can yeah, see myself yeah, having multiple, yeah. yeah, multiple Columbus players in general, but um, only one defensively. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, that makes yeah, more sense. Yeah, I think Zardes is going to be popular this week. Um, For sure. But I do, yeah, I do like Mullins as a as an alternative if he starts, mm-hmm. which we'll know because they're the he plays in the first, first game. game so. Yeah. Uh. Any love for New England? Yes. I was surprised how little... I mean, we mentioned Fagundes, but we didn't mention any defenders. Yeah, I was going to say defense or... Nobody's talked about uh, Matt Turner yet. Or... Defender's hard because we don't know who's going to start like on a weekly basis. I ranked Michael Mancien because I thought he was going to play this weekend, but Skyler threw, some, uh, threw a wet blanket on that. Sounds like he probably won't play. Um... They need him to get in there as soon as possible. Yeah. But um, Brandon By, if he starts, I believe it's left back. Um, He's a midfielder on Fantasy MLS because I guess they've seen him play in the midfield at Uh, some point. hmm. That's one I – I don't understand that at all. But um, Aguilera is a midfielder now too. Yeah. Which he yeah. actually played mid in the midfield last game, so I guess I get that. Sorry, that's dumb too. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Till Bum- Till Bunbury's a forward now, so yeah, which is accurate. Is cor- correct, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think New England. None of their defenders jumped out as me as being especially cheap, were they? Let me see if I can sort. Farrell's the only one who's over six. Yeah, but I mean, but they're even all five... pretty much at five and a half. Right. Yeah, Maybe like if guys like Somi and Dion know when they're in, but it's like JD said, it's just kind of uh, rotating like musical chairs with those guys. I mean, both those guys, Somi and Dielna, have taken some set pieces this season, kind of a la Chris Tierney. Um, and yeah, in a, in a matchup like this, and I wouldn't mind like a plug and play on on one of those guys, but I'm just I can't build a team around any of those without really knowing who's gonna start. Yeah, if Farrell was five and a half, I'd probably consider using him, but he's six point two, mm-hmm. too much. I just love that a torn ACL is not enough to keep Chris Tierney off this podcast. <laughs> he made it. He made it. He made it. Um. Anything else? How about uh, Keeperu? What are we thinking? Uh, mine is pretty ugly. But yeah, I was just thinking mine might honestly involve. Oh no, it can't involve Tim Howard because he's too soon. <laughs> so is the first your first guy playing? That is, is it Matt Turner? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's what I figured because he's the cheaper of the uh, of the top five or so. So he's five point three. And then we have to find someone else cheap to use. Uh, oh, I know why you're defending Usted. You want to use him in your I'm not defending room. anybody. But that's exactly <laughs> who I have. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stick Turner on my bench and then just put like a 4.0 keeper in and then hope Turner gets it and then scramble from there. But yeah. but, I mean, that's exactly that's, what I'm that doing. That could be Usa that ends up in there. Right. That's when Rooney, that's when Rooney leaves the lineup when Skylar needs to afford a real keeper. <laughs> uh, ironically for the DC United goalkeeper, because he's only 4.9. <laughs> 
Who are you? Who are you having with Turner then? Well, at first I thought Howard, but then I saw he's only an hour and a half later, so that's not good enough. But the other game should be fine. What do you mean the other game? Like the other games on Saturday should be fine. After. Right. Yeah, I mean Bingham, I guess, is an option, but I don't love that. Yeah. It's probably going to be somewhat expensive, unfortunately, because I I can't find anyone else I love. And then hopefully I'll just have an upgrade plan if Turner works out. Right. Um, no, no Brad Stuvers this week? Yeah, definitely not against Toronto. Right, well, I'm saying no no uh, Brad Stuver random goalkeeper inclusions. Right, yeah, that would be nice hope, if that happened. Clint Irwin yeah. on the other side. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I could understand Usted this week, to be honest. Orlando's, I mean, they're not good, but they have been scoring, so that's what would make me hesitate. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. it's what's going to be funny is when I ask you guys on Sunday, like, do I keep Turner's three, or do I go with Usted? <laughs> <laughs> that's like a legitimate question. That's actually that is because if you have to switch from a four to get to Usted, and you have to downgrade a a player you really like more in the midfield, then I would almost say keep it. Hmm. I'm always going to go for that clean sheet, but um, if you don't want to, I would understand. Mm-hmm. It depends who you have to switch in and out of, for sure. Right. What about a Usid Fry switcher? You've got Usid on your bench uh, all weekend long, and then, you know, I mean, I guess... No, they're too to close. That extra, yeah, you'll have to keep that extra cash just in case. They're, they're probably not. I guess they are too close because kickoff will never be at 8. Right. It'll be at 8.30, probably. Right. That that's the worst. Like, don't lock my players until they actually kick off. Like, uh, I guess DraftKings doesn't do that either. Yeah. Premier League is. I mean, it's on the. Well, that's on the an hour. Dot. Yeah. On the dot, yeah. Well, that's because they start on time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just uh, maybe NFL. I'm thinking they pretty much wait till they kick off if it's delayed. Yep. They usually but, kick off. Pretty on soon, time. anyway, yeah. Yeah, right, unless we need, like, a special national anthem or uh, right. Carrie yeah. Underwood shows up. <laughs> right, right. Oh, uh, what a week. This is going to be a big week for fantasy. I mean, I, I would reiterate, if you made it this far, I haven't kind of given the spiel yet, but we, we hammered it home last week. There's a big double game week next week. Make sure the guys you're using are going to rise in price. I think it's worth it. You can get still get points from them. There's no reason to to try and really reach for um, gambles that might fall in price. Mm-hmm. That's all I would say, and um, that's just another reason to try not to even use those two switcheroo spots and to try and maximize all those price rises from your bench. Right. It's another reason not to go with three three duds on the bench if you're really trying the the top heavy approach, which I don't condone. Mm-hmm. That's one and a half million in rises you're leaving out. And if you do that two weeks, that's three million. You could go from a, a $7 million midfielder to a $10 million midfielder. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Especially in a double game week, that's a huge, huge difference. Hmm. One that starts on a Tuesday, no less. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm not. I'll see you guys next Monday, I guess. <laughs> If anybody has any follow-up questions, JD's on Twitter at DFSMLS. Skyler is at DraftKicks. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. As JD said, we'll probably be back early next week for the big double game week. Gentlemen, thank you for all of that, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 